This is Hammett and Jessica, and you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast for all of your podcasting needs. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. What's up? Uh, snow. Fuck it. I hate it very much. Yes. Um, um, did you watch the, uh, the... No. No, you didn't? No. What so are we talking about? This is the day after the start of the impeachment trials. I did watch that. Okay. That man's <laughs> voice was amazing, whoever the guy was who was testifying. Which one? In the bow tie? Um, or the I don't know. It's on in the background, and I'm like, <laughs> well, this will change everything, and then I move on with my life. I had it on every TV in my house that's, because I was like doing laundry. That's the saddest thing ever. Okay. <laughs> okay. Had it on my computer as a background tab, and that's the most attention. <laughs> well, I was, like, making myself lunch, so I had it on in here. Then I was doing laundry, and so I had it on in the living room so I could fold. I just didn't want to miss anything. Yes. Anyway, did you see there's a thing on Fox News that they did, like, a 15-second bit on the one guy having a bottle of water? Oh, God. Like, he drank so much water. Can you believe it? What's with the water? (laughs) These humans are mystifying. Yeah, Fox News really (laughs) bringing the hard-hitting journalism as usual. Let's talk about Kanye. This is all I've been waiting for all week. So we know he's kind of gone full Christian. He's been Christian for, like, ever. Ever. Um, Like, Jesus Walks is one of his first big songs. And he's, uh, he's been doing... Every Sunday, like this year, his own church, a Sunday service, Uh, and it's mostly just him singing, and then he throws in Jesus, which makes him about as pastory as any other pastor. (laughs) Um, He had his album, Jesus is King, is number one on the Christian charts this Mm. week. I mean, he's... Yeah, something as a Christian song. Um, like, would Jesus Walks have been on? If the- I remember correctly, according to the Christian music people, uh-huh. you have to mention the word Jesus oh. a certain number of times per song. I can't remember the exact formula they had, but it really but was probably like not in like a sweary way, right? <laughs> um, and he like does single. Oh, Jesus, not again! Is right. going to chart? Doesn't work. Also, horrible song. <laughs> All right. But okay, so this week he, I mean, and I think we talked about this last week or two weeks ago. He told James Corden, like, I got a $68 million tax refund because I'm a believer Mm -hmm. and God's rewarding me. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, it's because you're wealthy Mm -hmm. and that's how taxes work for rich people. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this week he announced he's doing something else that's almost perfect for him it's a lot for me to deal with and this might break a record of the the number of things people have texted me (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's It's, a it fits your wheelhouse uh he's going to joel osteen's church in houston lakewood church the mega church the former basketball arena Uh he's going there Uh and the plan is this sunday he's doing my understanding because they hold several sunday services sure a few of them with joel osteen Uh i think one with a spanish language pastor um and then maybe another nighttime one to fit everyone in because you know mega church and a basketball arena is not big enough yeah so the plan is they'll do like a 20-minute interview during one of the morning sessions, and then I think Kanye and his traveling choir will sing at night, something like that. Here's the thing that I would like to... Like, first of all, none of that is surprising. No, Kanye's no, 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 a publicity no. seeker. Yes. Joel Osteen has the platform and is also a publicity guy. Yep. Now, Joel Osteen famously tries to avoid anything political 
or interesting. Yeah. Like when push comes to shove, he'll be like, no, I really am a Christian. I don't want gay people to have rights, but you have to really like, try hard to him. get that out. Yeah. Kanye is full on mega hat wearing Trump lover, but I don't think, I mean, they're probably not going to discuss politics, no. but here's something I was thinking about. If you remember back in 2005, which we all do, so he went on live TV during, uh, after Hurricane Katrina, big telethon on TV. Oh, yeah. And on live TV, Kanye West says George W. Bush doesn't care about black people. And he said it right next to Mike Mike Myers. Myers, Who had the shocked look on his face like you're going off script. And also, oh, no, I'm going to be in the news now forever. (laughs) Which, in hindsight, was a very deeply accurate phrase. <laughs> but at the time, like, I emotionally wasn't ready for that. I was, like, 19. <laughs> well, turns out Kanye was right. Yeah. Like, they didn't do much. Uh, FEMA didn't do much right. under Bush's leadership and under the guy, the horse guy he put in charge of FEMA. The horse guy? That's all I remember about the guy. He did horse he stuff. He owned horses or he was a horse? Um, could be both. He owned horses, which was the qualification he needed for Republicans to put him in charge of emergency management. Well, I know that's, Mitt Romney owned like an Olympic dressage horse. Right. And that's why he's qualified to be a senator. Uh-huh. So... Uh, Kanye West is like, George W. Bush doesn't care about black people because you're not doing enough for New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. These people are poor. They're dying. What are you doing for them? You're not doing anything useful. Bush later said, like, that hurt. And if anyone cares about his feelings, all right. (laughs) But anyway, the thing about Kanye at that time, controversy aside, is that he was speaking truth to power at a time when he was famous, but he wasn't the guy we know now. Like, he was still unknown to, I think, some people Mm -hmm. anyway. And it's like, oh, that's why we know you. Well, I mean, I think at that time he was... A, a pretty major musician. I'm not sure how mainstream he was. Right, right, right. But now but, he's but mainstream. He no, he wasn't known as a personality as much. At yeah. least in my estimation. Again, I, yeah. 2005. I was in if I recall correctly, college. I don't think people saw that coming. Yes. Whereas today, it's like, yeah, that's oh, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. run of the mill <laughs> sort of stuff. And also, like, <laughs> if he had said that in 2019, it wouldn't even be a news cycle. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, we know. Wow, uh, the only news would be, wow, you criticized a Republican. Look at you, Kanye. <laughs> so anyway, a couple years ago, 2017, Hurricane Harvey hit Houston. Mm-hmm. And what happened with Lakewood Church, which again, basketball yeah. arena, big mega church. You would think, oh, it's a giant church with the money that they take in to keep his Joel Osteen's teeth shiny. <laughs> They make so much money. Surely they will open up the building and let people in because they need help from the storm. Not everyone has a place to go. Not everyone could evacuate in time. And it looked like they didn't. It looked like like there were no cars around the lot. There were Mm -hmm. no people standing in line trying to rush through the doors. Now, the excuses I heard at the time, and I remember writing about this at the time too, saying like people were saying, no, we can't let people in because the building is flooded. It's a safety hazard. Like, trust me, we would have done it, but right. we can't. And then later on, the church is like, no, we we were open. We were letting people in. Even they couldn't get their story straight. Sure. And eventually, um, of all the things that happened, like Joel Osteen eventually said, no, we are opening our doors. We're now a distribution center. They put out air mattresses in the lobby, but Mm -hmm. only after all the public shaming nationally of like the biggest church in the country. What are you doing? Oh, right. Nothing. Yeah, Public shaming works, my friend. Dude, it totally did. Um, 
So again, they did the bare minimum after all other options. I think they even put out a statement saying, like, we are totally working with the city. Once the shelters are full, we will make room for people. Not first come to us. Yeah. Like, only after you've run out of options will be number five on the list or something. So, I want Kanye to be like, to say something about that. Again, I'm not even, I'm not even going so far as to blame Osteen. I think he's just the figurehead of this church. He's the pastor, but he's not running the operations. He's not looking at building plans or anything. Right. But it's his company. You know what I mean? Like, he has to take some responsibility. And if Kanye was right to speak truth to power 14 Mm -hmm. years ago, 15 years ago, like, do do it now. Or is he just going to be like, yes, publicity, Jesus, I love God. Let's never talk about anything like that stuff. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to get into substance. I'd bet my life on it. Right. But (sighs) But again... 20, uh, whatever, and during that telethon, you had two minutes to read a scripted thing. It wasn't anything but platitudes, really. Donate some money to a good cause. Here's some platitudes. And it didn't matter because there was something more important to him, and he brought it up. No one told him to do that. Right. I'm trying to decide how I feel about comparing the failure of FEMA to Joel Osteen and his ilk not taking in refugees so to speak from the storm and i don't think it's on the scale of how bad (laughs) how bad the bush administration botched katrina but yeah it's still not one thing to keep in mind fema's their their job is to help people in that situation right but joel osteen and christianity in general wants to pretend like we are here in those situations no we don't have to do it but we choose to do it we open our doors to the to the least of these and they didn't at the one time well the one big time houston really needed it they weren't there it's worth bringing up if nothing else to not even to blame him for it but to say like you should have done better you better do better next time i don't know um it won't happen i agree with you but it would be nice. No, no, no. Um, God, how uncomfortable do you think a conversation between Kanye West and Joel Osteen is? Like, I cannot think of two people who have less in common aside from, like, performative Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> and the ability to make money off of just... Charisma, question mark? Question, I mean, charisma for, like, the masses. Yeah. If you like... It, yeah. It's weird because Joel Osteen is... His whole shtick is, I'm completely safe and inoffensive, and I won't talk about anything. He's the white bread of people. Yeah, and he's even religiously, Christians, more or less, uh, like evangelical Christians are like, no, he's not really Christian, or he's Christian light. Right. Because he's just like, let's raise our Bibles at the beginning of the sermon, then put them away, and we'll never speak of it again. He does the bare minimum in terms of even trying to reference Christianity, because it's more of a self-help TED Talk. Yeah, he's more of a uh, I was than say, it motivational is. speaker. Yeah, than... it's not fire and brimstone for sure. And right. it's not even touching on anything you wouldn't have known had you thought about it for two seconds. Like, mm-hmm. should you try harder? Yes. yes. Wow, uh, Joel. What should I do? Well, you should uh, do your best. Oh, my yes. God. Oh, that bad thing that happened? That, we need to quit that bad podcast? thing that happened? It'll make you stronger. What? Yes. Cool. That's the only biblical lesson that ever existed and nothing else is in the Bible. So don't bother picking don't, it up. Don't read it, guys. So anyway, okay, so that's going to happen. Uh, I would love to say there's going to be a follow-up to this next week, but worst case scenario, nothing of interest is going to happen. Yeah. Because that's not why they're there. They're there to 
sell themselves. And... Or Kanye West has been doing like a four year long performance piece. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how he's going to do his like I, prestige. It's going to be hilarious <laughs> in two years when he converts to Islam and all these pastors have to be like, oh, ah, did so we say good. you should all praise Kanye West? No, 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 no. no, no, no that's no. not what we meant at We're all. We're thinking of a different Kanye West. It's totally going to happen. I'm <laughs> calling it now. Two years, there'll be a different religion and all of these okay. people... 2021, um, he goes, Nation of Islam. It's going to happen. Ugh. So Franklin Graham, speaking of Christian huckster oh. types. Which one's Frank? Oh, Franklin okay. Graham is the evangelist who sullied Billy Graham's yes. name. He said in a, he posted on Facebook about the impeachment. Uh, you know exactly the sort of thing it says. It's whatever you'd hear on Fox News. But the funniest part about what he said, uh, he was trashing liberals for apparently ruining the country sure and about the impeachment scandal and then he says at the very end hey liberals listen to me now and i'm quoting now the bible tells us the lord detests lying lips okay franklin graham wants you to know god hates lying and that's why we should all love donald trump Well, yeah, the self-awareness of uh, the right is not strong. So that's not that surprising. Like <laughs> He also said they are scared to death, liberals. They are scared to death of conservative values yes. and threatened because President Trump can't be pushed around and intimidated politically or personally. The lies of the progressive left and the hyper-liberal media are what is a serious threat to the future of our nation. God hates lying. (coughs) Vote Trump. (laughs) Mega. Jesus. By the way, my favorite part about that whole story, besides the lack of self-awareness, is that line is from Proverbs uh, chapter 12, verse 22. Uh Had he actually picked up the Bible, Uh Proverbs chapter 12, verse 21... Uh, also says Trump. <laughs> the wicked have their fill of trouble, which seems like a way more appropriate verse for anything describing Trump and the situation he has got himself into aye, aye, this aye. time. Oh, the self-awareness. It's just the lack of it. And I, I was talking to Anne yesterday. We were texting while we were watching the, the uh, proceedings. Do you think they believe what they're saying? I really do think these people convince themselves that Everything about that Trump is going through is just everyone's out to get him. Therefore, there's something valuable to him. Like, yeah, he is being persecuted in their minds because everyone seems to have a problem with him. And who has a problem with him? It's all the people they don't like. And if your enemies hate somebody, it's like, well, then I must ally with this guy and rationalize all the reasonable things like, oh, he grabs women by the pussy. Whatever. That's That's just locker locker room. room Yeah, they'll they'll find a way. Oh, he raped somebody? Like, whatevs. That's just... We don't just, believe oh, her we anyway, yeah. so... So they'll always do it. Here's, a, here's another example of that. Different story, but same idea. This, is, uh, this woman's name is Gina Loudon. She's the co-chair of Women for Trump 2020. And <laughs> is that group her? <laughs> <laughs> it could be like One Million Moms. I'm not uh-huh. sure. Uh, but she was saying uh, on Bill Mitchell, who's another right-wing guy, she was on his show. And here's what she said. It gets better as you go along. Donald Trump, quote, has been the women's president. Oh. 
This president has done more for women. It's unparalleled. There's no president that even comes close to having done for women what this president has done for women. And the things that this... There are no specifics. And the things that this president has done for women will be a legacy to our daughters, to our granddaughters, to our great-granddaughters. Wait for it. Wait for it. We are truly equal for the first time ever. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not great. Did you know you are now equal? Yeah. yeah oh Have my you God. thanked Trump today? <laughs> Thank you, Trump. Um, <laughs> what is with the superlatives that they use? Have you noticed that? Because it can never be like Trump is doing well at this thing or like no no is, no there is no you're the always, you're good but you're like the fourth best it's no. the best economy in the history of America he, it was a perfect phone call which again and I think <laughs> I talked about on this phone is such a fucking buck wild thing to say right. and makes me know a that perfect Donald phone Tr- call is a text stop it, calling me <laughs> It's, it's how I know that Donald Trump <laughs> is a straight-up psychopath because if you have any empathy like I do, every conversation <laughs> you've ever had, you then turn over in your head for hours and think of all the mistakes you made. Yeah. That's how most people well, live. That's the you sort know, of introspection and self-reflection and that they don't want to do. No, because if you, give, if you give him an inch and say like, well, you know, he did that one thing wrong, but overall I don't think it's a big deal... They believe it's some slippery slope to madness. So you're right. Everything has to be. He's the best. It's perfect. Like nothing's ever been better. Even when the evidence is right there, it doesn't matter. Um, There is no room in their worldview for being anything less than perfect. It's and it's. Obviously, Trump is sort of a manifest. Thing. Same thing for nationalism too. They, they, sure. it's always America's number it has to be one. The best. It's like in what? What right. are we number one in? Murders. <laughs> so, um, yeah. burp, burp, burp. I was going to say something that's going to be insightful and true. Well, let's talk oh, about. Oh, the, no, 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 yeah. I got it. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so like Trump has definitely manifested this. He's like that aspect personified. But it's something that the Republican Party has done for a long time. They have somehow managed to convince themselves and the public that they are the fiscally responsible party. When, if you look at the numbers in the last 30 years, the deficit has always gone up under Republican presidents and always gone down under Democratic presidents. You like your facts. It's, but, like, how... I don't... <laughs> it's so frustrating because, like... Facts. Facts are facts. Right. I mean, you can't reason with people who are unreasonable to begin with. Uh, Let's talk about the things Trump has done for women. He has grabbed them by the pussies. Uh He has allegedly raped them. He watched them undress as his pageants. Underage. Underage. He made it harder for them to get birth control in certain countries. He made it harder for them to get health care overall. He... Gave them more free time because he's not nominating a bunch of them to be federal judges. Uh-huh. Uh, I will give him credit for this. He inspired the Women's March. So he's- that's the one thing he's done for women. He galvanized a kind of movement that you hope continues. Yeah, he's definitely inspired women to go into politics. Not yeah. that they're ever going to go into national politics under Donald Trump because he will not hire them. <laughs> So, uh, have you heard rumors that he's going to bail on Mike Pence for his VP? Rumors, yeah, it's not going to happen. No, because uh, think about what Mike Pence brings to him. Mike Pence is his connection to the evangelical world, and I mean, like, sure, I think he's kind of tapped that market 
himself because of Pence. And so if really? he gets rid of Pence, like one of the things these Christian preachers, the right wing evangelicals have been saying is like, look, I know Trump scares you, but Pence is there and Pence is one of us. And Nikki Haley doesn't bring that to the table. Yeah, that's the rumor is that Nikki Haley right? is going to. So like what? What is what does he get by giving up Pence? Who is he going to bring in? Who's dumb enough to be like, well, now it's Nikki Haley who's VP? Well, then I will vote for disaster again. But I also think that he doesn't necessarily have this cognitive reasoning skills. I think he might just see Pence as a liability at this point because he's not really banging the drum the way he thinks he should be. I don't know. I feel like he is. Yeah? Also as a brown person. Oh, Nikki Haley. Yeah. What are you doing, Nikki? Is Nikki her real name? No, it's not. Do you know what it is? Yeah. I think it's near Mukta. I'm not sure. But, like, it's, oh, her and Bobby Jindal and yeah. Suma Varma. Like, oh, my God. The brown people in this administration so are bad. so embarrassing as a brown. My friend, my friend Samina, who is um, a Give me more Pramila Jayapals. I like her. I don't. Who? Uh, Washington congresswoman. She's awesome. Oh, oh, oh. Um, my friend had a really fun bit about... She did stand up with me in the mm-hmm. city, and she had an amazing bit about how, like, her name is Samina, and she thought about changing it, like, yeah. because if she was Sarah, she could be like the president of Houston or whatever. <laughs> like, it was, it was very good. Piyush Jindal, it's not Bobby. Come on. I mean, even fucking uh, Ted Cruz is Raphael. What are they doing? They're <laughs> trying to make themselves more white. I know the answer, Jessica. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, here's a totally, totally different. I wanted to hear your take on this. There are now Christian uh, pregnancy centers, those crisis pregnancy centers that have been around for years. Mm -hmm. We always talk about them as places that kind of imitate Planned Parenthood, but they they have the look and feel of it because they want to suck you in. But when you get in there, yeah, scare you away from abortion. They don't offer it, obviously. Or tell you that you can't have one or whatever. So that's the problem with those crisis pregnancy centers. But a particular chain of them, and they have like eight or nine facilities at least, they are now offering birth control to patients. And oh. that's a change because that's not something they used to do either. Okay. Because um, even though those crisis pregnancy centers want to scare you away from abortion, uh-huh. they also follow that whole abstinence only type of line that's mm-hmm. totally unrealistic. Sure, sure, sure. So a lot of women might go and, and men would go to Planned Parenthood to get free contraception. Mm-hmm. Well, they're offering it too. And they're saying, look, we know some Christians are not going to like this because even mentioning condoms, much less giving them away, yeah. is kind of like us saying, sure, go have sex. <sighs> but be protect like, and they, some right wingers have a problem with that. Right. And they're saying, no, we want to reduce abortions. We're going to offer birth control. Um, and that's, it's like, yeah, that's good. You should be doing that. Okay. That's mm-hmm. not rationalizing the stuff you don't do or that you should be doing. Right. But it's like you're basically taking a page from Planned Parenthood because many of those Planned Parenthood clinics also didn't offer abortion. They right. just didn't have the the stuff they needed to make well, that and happen. And they had the intellectual honesty to say like, hey, we don't offer abortions here. They don't say, 
you can't get an abortion <laughs> or an abortion isn't viable or look at this troll doll. It's the size of your baby. Look at its hair. Right. Like, do you want to abort this troll here's, doll? Here's the relevant uh, passage from the Washington Post. This is Sarah Pauly and Bailey writing, uh, eight independent Texas-based pregnancy centers merged, blah, 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 to form a chain called The Source. So they have centers in Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, the nonprofit organization plans to offer a full array of medical services to include testing for STDs, first trimester prenatal care, and contraception choices. Okay. The model is similar to that of hundreds of Planned Parenthood clinics. About half of the Planned Parenthood's uh, 600 clinics, about half of them provide abortion directly. Mm-hmm. The others offer referrals. Sure. They don't uh, do anything else. And now, because Planned Parenthood's like, we don't want to get federal funding if you're going to restrict what we're allowed to do, which is what Trump's administration has done, they want out. They'll do it themselves so they can offer comprehensive health care. So these Christian facilities that are getting money because they don't do abortion are like, well, we're hurting women, aren't we? Let's try to make it so that they just don't need abortion, which again, this is what the comprehensive sex ed and the comprehensive health care people have been saying forever. Yeah. This is like abstinence-only people saying, maybe we should teach kids about condoms. Like, yeah, we've been telling you that forever. You don't get credit for coming to it this late, but also, like, good, I'm glad you're doing it, but also I don't want to give you credit because what the fuck, you demonized the people who were doing this forever, right? and now you're just copying their business model. Yikes. I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel about any of this. Yeah. yeah, it's... It's, like, good, I guess. I also just <laughs> wish they didn't exist is the problem. And, like, I guess while they're upon this earth wreaking havoc, they might do a little less harm. Yeah, that's... that's. It's not that they're that's doing good, good it's I that guess. they're doing less harm. And, again, it should have been happening a long time ago. I, I kind of want to see them apologize to Planned Parenthood for saying that, you know, those clinics... Uh, even the ones that didn't offer abortion, they were part of the problem. Right. You're doing a lot of the stuff that they do now. Like, they did it better. Right. They did it, like, more honestly, like you're saying. Um, but at the same time, I kind of want everyone else to follow the lead because it's better for the people who don't have access to health, uh, to birth control otherwise. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, none of it's great. Yeah. Yikes. All right. Let's go to something not controversial. Oh. Science. Oh. Okay. Here's the story. Okay. If you're a scientist, let's say you're a geologist. Sure. And rocks. you have a PhD. And you want to get a job as a professor somewhere, what do you do? I was trying to do? think of a rock word. That I just drew a blank. Nice. The extent of your rock knowledge <laughs> is rocks. rocks. <laughs> so what you would do is if you have your degree and you're looking for a professorship, you might say... And I am. <laughs> Where do you find those job postings? Because you're not going to go to every single school strag- and be like, what's the, where's your job strag- posting? Stragnation. You're not even close. <laughs> so, the American Geophysical Union, the Geological Society of America, those are two, like, big national groups for the rock people. And you might go to their site and say, like, oh, that's a big national organization. They would know where the jobs are, uh-huh. and you could check out their job postings, things like that. Mm. And that's what they always do. They, they post a listing of, like, hey, this university is looking for a rock person. Come apply. Uh-huh. Whatever. They recently, both of those groups, posted a job opening at Brigham Young University. Yeah. oh And that is the controversy. 
the controversy is if you apply to BYU, mm-hmm. you would have to uh, adhere to their honor code. And their honor code basically forbids sex outside of opposite sex marriage. So forbids. you can okay, be yeah. gay, but if you're in a same sex relationship and presumably having sex, right. no. Right. Like you're not allowed to. And again, they're not saying like, they're not springing this on you. It's right out there in the open. Sure. Um, it's kind of like, uh, whatever, Liberty University saying, hey, we have a job opening. You have to adhere to our moral code. Right. We're putting that out there. We're not going to surprise you with it. Don't apply if you can't adhere to it, which it's fine. This is not a legal issue or anything. Sure. They're allowed to do that. The question that a lot of people had is why are these rock associations, these big national groups, why are you promoting these job openings at schools that support bigotry? Because your groups, the two national groups, mm-hmm. have policies that say they are non-discriminatory. Uh-huh. So who, like, what is the right thing to do? Because if I'm trying to argue in favor of the organizations, they're saying, yeah, we don't discriminate. We just want to provide a service to all of you. Right. So if anyone says we have a job opening at a, at a school and it's a legit job opening, mm-hmm. and it's not like BYU saying you have to believe in young earth creationism. That's not what they do. They're, like, it's a legit job yeah. at a real university. It just happens to have bullshit moral clauses. Right. And so the organizations are like, that's why they put it up there. But after the backlash, they took down the postings for BYU. So anyone looking for a job would have to find it at BYU's website and apply directly there. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the only change here. But this gets to the heart of like, what's the right thing to do if you are the rock organizations? (laughs) Like, there were calls of hypocrisy because uh, BYU Do you paid. Think appreciate being called a rock organization? I'm just working off of your wording here. <laughs> uh, one of those groups, the geological. <laughs> That's not the thing you were. Okay. Stalactites. Yes. yes, those are two things. Uh-huh. Stalactites uh, are the ones that come. From the top. Yes, very good. And stalagmites are from the bottom. Suck it. I know a ton about rocks. <laughs> Name one other thing about rocks. Um, magma is hot rocks, but like real hot. Very nice. The Geological <laughs> Society of America took in $800 for from BYU to post that listing. Uh-huh. They have now returned the fee. I'm not sure about the other group. Um, but again, the organization's meant to help scientists The critics were saying you are doing a disservice to the entire field that we are in by promoting a job opening at a school that values exclusion and discrimination. Like we're not they're not saying you shouldn't post something from a religious school Mm -hmm. if those schools want to pay. Fine. But if those schools say, hey, we have a policy that gay people in relationships can't work here. Sure. Then you should just say no. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the flip side of this. Because um, I agree, like, yeah, the organization shouldn't post it. BYU can go find their own damn professor right. who wants to be a bigot. Hmm. Um, here's the flip side. Who's going to get this job now? May, uh, let's assume it's a good, solid geologist, mm-hmm. but BYU's position will probably go to someone who's already within BYU circles, the type of person sure. who would know about that opening mm-hmm. and apply for it. Yeah. And, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. The upside to posting it on a national organization's job board is you now have a wider pool of applicants you might not have found otherwise. And that's the upside to posting it on those types of places. Like the people who might not know to come to you, they get exposed to this opening. And, like, 
that would be kind of good. It's good to have someone from a random place who says, oh, BYU has an opening. I could be a good, I could be a force for good at that school. Even because, again, the job itself was fine. They weren't going to be compromising their scientific values or anything like that. And now it's probably a little harder to find a more diverse pool of candidates or anything like that. Well, then if BYU values diversity, then they should drop their garbage clause. Like, it, mm-hmm. they clearly don't value... In their rules, they say, we do not value diversity. We do not want anybody outside of a heteronormative relationship. So, like, fuck them. Mm-hmm. If, if, if they actually... Ca- I don't think they care to get diverse points of view, would be my argument. And if they did, they would have to do some introspection because we're not doing a good job of it. Right. I also, there's so many jokes to make about a BYU geologist looking at whatever Joseph Smith's stones were. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. He has used the hat, I, though. I am not wording that properly. No, no, no. But you the get joke is it. there. <laughs> Thank you. That's I why like I am a stand-up. Our, our listeners do their own legwork on the jokes. <laughs> you write your own jokes. <laughs> you I'll give the, you, you the material. Get... You're welcome. <laughs> it's you can find us on Patreon where we'll give you more ingredients <laughs> to do like, your own damn work. It's like if you told me you were bringing me a cake and you showed up with like a thing of flour <laughs> and some sugar, like, here you go. There's a cake in now, there. Now, give me some money. <laughs> okay, Saudi Arabia. They have a security agency that is like, whatever, a government has a security agency. That's not weird. This one in particular, like, it's legit. It's Twitter verified. It is an actual Whoa, Saudi. It's Twitter verified. You know, it's legit. <laughs> um, but a Saudi Arabian security agency, they tweeted a video uh, on November 8th, like last week, uh-huh. that said in Arabic, uh, we want to, you know, stomp out extremism. And the examples of, which, first of all, really, Saudi Arabia, you want to get rid of extremists? Mm, You should look to the top. All right. What ilk? And what are their examples of extremism? Feminism. Oh, yeah. Homosexuality. Oh, no. And atheism. I don't think they'd like me (laughs) in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, the Islamic theocracy wants to get rid of the bad people, so they're getting rid of the The people who have thoughts. And gay people. Uh-huh. Um, granted, I mean, this stuff is already illegal in Saudi Arabia. It's punishable by death. But they uh, really homosexuality need to crack and atheism. down on it. Yeah. The people who murdered Jamal Khashoggi are like, mm. oh, man, these atheists who think way too hard. That's what needs to be banned. Oh, yikes. They finally, after, because, again, who's watching that Twitter feed? Right. Once word spread about that this video existed and that it was promoted by the Saudi government, they have since deleted the video but also, it doesn't change the fact that they said it. Well, it's a country, not a company. Like, right. they can't just delete something and pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> like, what but, are they doing? And here's the thing. The whole thing oh, that... this is really unpopular. Uh, delete. MBS, oh, like, oh, has wanted to do is he's like, come to Saudi Arabia. We're slightly more tolerant now. It's uh-huh. a foreigner-friendly place. Look, we let three women drive. Give us uh, credit. Uh? And clearly, no, they are not, like, what are you doing if you're going to Saudi Arabia? Yeah. But. Yikes. They finally took it down. Um, And along the same line, uh, the group Humanist International, for eight years running now, they put together a list of freedom, freedom of thought. 
that's a report that they put out every year. And they basically say, here's every country in the world, uh-huh. and here's a ranking of where they stand when it comes to free thought. Uh-huh. Like, uh, are you punished for having thoughts critical of religion or homosexuality or what have you? And for years now... And by like, this, this is by your government, not yes, just correct. like by society. By the government and also by society. Like, do you live in a country where you're going to be punished for blaspheming or, you know, leaving your religion. Right, but I'm saying there is a difference between, like, in the U.S., you're likely not going to get, like, prosecuted for blaspheming, but you may be ostracized from your community. Right, so they would say, you know what, that is pretty free because everyone has consequences everywhere for their actions. That's a wash everywhere because there's cultural things going on, too. But, this, yeah, you're right, this is about prosecution. So in the past, the U.S. has ranked eighth because there's this kind of strain eighth out of 100 what 96 countries um which isn't bad it was it always got a good rating uh mostly saying yeah look you're pretty free the very few problems you have involve like well you have a lot of christians in your government who promote christian nationalism and that's why you're not number one um but you're doing fine yeah this year that changed. This year, we dropped from 8 to 32. Whoa! Yeah. 32. Yikes! And according to them, that's in large part due to, quote, very strong, deeply rooted Christian conservatism that's made it more difficult, they said, to, quote, preserve the inherent secularism of the Constitution from persistent challenges. Wow. Which makes a lot of sense. It's not that you're getting prosecuted if you leave religion. It's not like you're going to go to jail if you express your atheism. Right. But this government's getting closer and closer to using Christianity or a certain strain of Christianity Mm -hmm. as the basis to run the government and that is true that is happening we see it when they say oh Planned Parenthood you can't get any federal money because right. you give women help and <laughs> we not... hate that yep um, interesting yeah and so while there's no legal opposition to our existence um, I mean they even cited the fact that you know you have some states that still have laws on the books that say atheists can't run for public office they none of them are enforceable we know that but it's that's that belief that you gotta believe in god and Mm -hmm. you can't not believe in god to be a part of society Mm -hmm. that underlying belief is still kind of there sure which is why we were ranked eight in the past and now it's only gotten worse what what years did were we eight and um, for several years, I don't have the it's other an ones in front of me. Thing yeah, it's an annual oh, thing. Okay. So for the past few years, we've been up there, if not number one. And this year, though, it drops significantly. What's disturbing to me is like you can't even say, um, and we've seen this in Hong Kong and elsewhere. Like you can't say we are a force for good, or like look to us as a model. You want to partner with us? We have the economy you want to deal with. Right. Then we're gonna push for human <sighs> rights, and we're gonna say you got to be more democratic like us. We're not the model country when this is the sort of thing we're doing. Yeah, we turn social justice into a slur. So, like, maybe we're (laughs) not the beacon on the hill we used to be. Right. Uh, So there's a full report. You could see how they ranked everybody, uh, what their criteria is. I'm sure you did. No, Shining City on the Hill. There you go. Beacon of light. light. Sure, whatever. So you could see the report. You could see how everyone else did and why they were ranked the way they did. Yeah. But it's just bad. Like we're talking about a place where some countries, like Saudi Arabia, like right. they have people. literally murdered people over blasphemy or apostasy. They even mentioned that in some cases, 
there are alleged blasphemers Mm -hmm. who have basically disappeared off the map. They were arrested, Mm -hmm. and then we really not heard anything from them since, and that's frightening. terrifying. Meanwhile, there are some countries that are doing better. Like, there were three countries, they said, in the last year that have repealed blasphemy laws, which is true. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they said there were like eight or nine countries that got rid of those blasphemy laws from the books over the past couple of years. I think Ireland is a great example Uh of a country that is progressing in a way that is beneficial to its Right. I mean, in addition to same-sex marriage being legal now and abortion Abortion being being legal legal. now, they also got rid of their blasphemy law. Uh So, I mean, it's heading in the right direction while we move the other way. Um, I just, I was on the phone with my friend Leslie, uh, who's from Kentucky, and we were talking about the election because I'm extremely cool and talk about interesting things. Um, And she said that same night, she's from Hancock County, and her town or her county just repealed their dry laws. They'd been a dry <laughs> town. And she's like, people are freaking the fuck out. <laughs> so now they can buy liquor on so, Sunday morning? No, they can buy liquor, period. It used to oh, be a dry county or wow. city or whatever. And she was like, just social media is like, we're just going to hell in a handbasket. That's all I'm saying. Right, and It's right. really delightful. She's like, y'all just legalized pot in Illinois. And we're like, I guess booze. <laughs> I mean, it, the, the conversations we've had in our communities in Illinois where, yeah, marijuana is now legal mm-hmm. in certain quantities. Yeah. Um, but the conversations we've had locally, I know with my city council, your city council, Obs- have been like, well, we can't. All hell will break loose if you allow it here. Oh, the pearl clutching is And the other side is like, wonderful. you know we can just drive 10 minutes over and get it, right? Let's get the money. Oh, my God. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I live in Aurora. I live, I don't know. Like a hundred feet away from Naperville, like yeah. the street that I live right off of is the the line between Naperville and Aurora. Aurora is going to legalize it, and Naperville is like, but the kids <laughs> or whatever. And it's like, sorry, dudes, like um, not Warrenville, but Wheaton is not legalizing it, which has the most churches per capita. Right, I'm not surprised. But, but again, it's just really it- fun to watch people like get up in arms about a thing when it's like. Just get the tax revenue, my dude. Like, right. I mean, okay, you're lost. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm fine. These with that communities because... are all close to each other. You know, people can just go and get whatever. It's just yeah. a convenience thing for most people. Yeah. If I Hell tried... is not gonna. The sky's not gonna fall right. if you legalize it here. Though you do have the right to do it if that's what you choose. Right. Like. If I drive five minutes from my house, I can be in Naperville and then Warrenville. Yeah, like, but literally, it is, without going a mile. At the very <laughs> least, at least it's like, okay, it's a newer issue. So I think the city council members, from my understanding of it, they were still trying to, they don't know everything about this. So they're trying to be slow and deliberate and careful about it. And they're not sure about everything. All right, fine. But also you're they have wrong, a deadline. But, like, yes. You, <laughs> but alcohol, like, at all, ever. Yeah. It's like, haven't we already done that one? You're still doing the dry laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It's yeah, and it's not even blue laws where you can't sell on Sundays. It right. is dry. I st- I know I tell this story, but my favorite. <laughs> I I went to college in Indiana, which had blue laws up until like two years ago, maybe three years ago, which meant you can't sell alcohol on Sundays. And I went to Ball State University, so we were like right in the smack center of of Indiana. <laughs> and when there would be like a holiday on a Monday, yeah. it would be this school wide effort of like, don't forget to stock up on your booze on Saturday because you <laughs> won't be able to get it for your Sunday party. And we don't oh want to have to go to Ohio, you guys. Don't make <laughs> us go to Ohio. <laughs> wow. Our, our community really came together. Chirp, chirp. 
<laughs> that's all. That's all I got for you. That it, I have a couple things. Go for it. So, do you have opinions? Strong opinions on chiropractic? It's bullshit. That's yeah, all I got for you. I, it's one of the. I feel like that. They're not and, doctors. They're not doctors. They go to not medical school. Right. I was talking to a guy at my dog park. No brag. Met a guy at the dog park. <laughs> <laughs> and he had just moved to the area, and I was like, oh, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm a chiropractor. I was like, oh, what do I do with this? Also, my fitness instructor, who I really like, just announced that she didn't get her kids' flu shots. Karen. Dude, Karen. What are you doing I in this you, community? Karen. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway um, so my understanding of, of chiropractic is that it can help with lower back pain, and that's the problem is that chiropractors tend to make mm, false claims, maybe exaggerated claims. I'm like, oh, clear your sinuses. If you, like, crack your neck, it could. Right. Um, it's just not scientifically verified in the way that other medical procedures are. Right. And they are messing with your body when they do some stuff yeah. to the point where it could be seriously harmful. Right. Like, we've seen videos, scary videos, of them doing shit to babies. Yes. Oh, my God. Those like, are so off-putting. And when you don't have the sort of uh, training or background that actual doctors would have, right. um, that's frightening. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and it's definitely one of those things that probably 95% of the time you go to a chiropractor and they crack your shoulder or whatever and it helps your posture or something. Uh, fine. Um, but we... Um, we do have instances where it's genuinely dangerous. Um, in August 2017, um, a man in York in England, uh, his, name's, his name is John Lawler. He was 80. Um, he went to a chiropractor, a chiropractor in York. I just said York. Um, his wife said that um, he had booked a series of chiropractic treatments after an initial assessment um, with the doctor, which I I don't know if it's the same in the U.S. Yeah, I Can don't know. Can they have a doctorate? Um, or an MD, I guess, is my... I mean, you're not... No, not an MD. I don't believe so. I don't know how they would get their... Can you have, like, a PhD in chiropractic? I mean, you can have a PhD in anything, not necessarily from an accredited school. Oh, I didn't think of that. Anyway, um, the wife said... She said, the doctor said his shoulders and back were out of line and a gentle manipulation... And by gentle manipulation, she could make his, his life much happier. Um, they went to a third appointment, um, and she, uh, Mrs. Lawler said, she started on the shoulders and went around his body. Then the table dropped, and he shouted, you're hurting me, you're hurting me. I can't feel my arms. She said that the doctor carried on treating her husband for a moment, then realized he was unresponsive, asked him to turn over, and he didn't respond. So she maneuvered him into a chair, um, and the wife described him as being like a, lag, a, a rag doll. He was moving, and he, he wasn't moving, and he wasn't speaking. Uh, so they called uh, the paramedics, um, where, uh, and they, he was taken to York Hospital, and they found out he had broken his neck. Um, they told the wife that he was paraplegic, and he needed to be moved into a special unit. Uh, the following day, they said that he needed a really risky... Um, Operation, a 14-hour operation, um, that it would be traumatic and it might kill him anyway, so they decided um, not to go forward with it. She said during this discussion, her husband made some mumbling noises. When we decided he was saying no to the operation, there was nothing they could do. He just laid there 
and faded away and he died, which is terrifying. Like, and I don't understand yeah. necessarily what that meant about the table drop. And just to be clear, like that happens in with actual doctors too, but there's a whole system in place to try to prevent it. Like with chiropractors, I just don't. I don't trust the system they have in place. It is not one that is vetted. It's not one that is based in the same sort of scientific background. So, hey, look, those of you who, uh, because I'm sure a bunch of you listening, because I've seen you online, (laughs) are atheists who support this stuff, tell, I mean, I want to get those emails. Tell me how you reconcile these two, because it's not in the same realm as modern medicine. This is the same as like acupuncture, cupping, or all those bullshit sort of things Mm -hmm. that some people swear by, even though there's no scientific basis for it, and never has been. Yeah. Even though the doctors, quote unquote, like say, no, I'm totally certified in this thing. Oh, where'd you go to med school? I didn't. Yeah, and acupuncture... Tell me I'm wrong. Convince me is more likely to be like a... Send your what's emails the, to Jessica. What's, that's fine. Yeah. I, no, I, it's genuinely <laughs> something I would like to learn more about. Because um, acupuncture feels a little more like the Ooh-wee. worst that's going to happen is like you have some weird marks on your mm-hmm. face. Of course, and this is always the exception, is if you go to an acupuncture insta- acupuncturist instead of getting actual medical treatment right, if you have an actual right. illness. Um, yeah, like if you have back problems, like, there are people you can actually see. Right. In anyway, chiropractic is something I'm interested and confused by um last thing i have actually is right around the corner from us um a uh school so wheaton wheaton warrenville is a town just to our like northish northeast mm-hmm. um again wheaton is from what i heard the most um wheaton college is there it's oh, the wheaton super college. evangelical super evangelical most churches per capita in the state slash country unclear um so there is a um a an author who's fuck i didn't write down her name I will look it up mm-hmm. shortly. Um, she has a book called uh, Kid Activists. Um, and Her name is Robin Stevenson. Thank you very much. Didn't make my copy paste. Um, she was supposed to do a talk on October 2nd um, at District 200 School, Longfellow Elementary School in Wheaton, as a part of her uh, of the launch of her new book. Um, it's the latest in the kids' series books. Um, so it's about a bunch of activists. Yeah. That's it. It's a short little Cliff's Notes to activists. Right. So she was supposed to go to Wheaton to talk about it, and then the night before, um, her publisher contacted her and said the, co- the school district decided to cancel their visit because um, a parent had complained because one of the activists included in the book is Harvey Milk, who is a prominent LGBTQ activist who was assassinated um, in the 70s? Something like that, yeah. Um, so she wrote an open letter uh, to this district, and I wanted to read some of it because it's uh, it's really good. So they basically canceled her talk because she was supporting LGBTQ rights. Um, quote, this action sends a very harmful message to students, particularly uh, students who are themselves part LGBTQ or family members who are part of the LGBTQ plus immunity, uh, community. It says their lives can't be talked about, that their very existence is seen as seen as shameful or dangerous. It says that no matter how significant their accomplishments or how much they contribute to the world, they can be erased and made invisible because of who they are. It reinforces ignorance and bigotry. It undermines the school's efforts to encourage all students to act with empathy and understanding. It perpetuates homophobia, promotes silencing, shaming, and discrimination. And to be clear, she wasn't going there to say, let's talk about Harvey Milk and what he did for 
like just let's talk about him being gay. No, it was let's talk I about mean, homosexuality. No, she's talking about activism. activism Here's something he changed, something he believed in. Right. Some uh, he worked to uh, get rid of those stereotypes, right? And that has la- had a lasting effect on politics too. Also, in her book are like Malala. Yeah, <laughs> like. The book is not about pushing some agenda. Right. It's saying, yeah, this guy made a huge difference. It's included in there. Right. One uh, of many. She said, uh, two weeks after this happened, uh, one of the students in your district reached out to me. They, were, they had been thinking about finally coming out, but as a result of homophobic comments made by adults in their community regarding my book and canceled visit, they are now feeling apprehensive and afraid to do so. I hope this concerns you as much as it does me. Um, in choosing to cancel a presentation, you denied 175 students the opportunity to hear a presentation from a, an award-winning children's author. You legitimized a concern rooted in homophobia, uh, gave this priority over the wishes of the school administration and staff who had requested the visit, and made the climate in the school less safe for LGBT uh, plus staff and students. Um, she goes on, but that's the the uh the bulk of it so yeah, yeah. it's uh it's too bad and i hope they reconsider yeah oh, no, I, it's not going to stop but the fact that stories like this get some attention it, yeah. it hopefully it makes it so that it doesn't happen again yeah. and again what what's the what are you so afraid of Knowing he existed there's i mean she said this in her letter too but there's a movie about the guy there are places named after the guy right your choices are either figure out why people appreciated him or live in ignorance right like those are your only two options there is no central ground there's she's not coming there to say he's right about everything or that his politics <laughs> are right that's not what she was there to do <laughs> but because he's a famous gay figure yeah, in American politics, that's why someone was upset yeah. enough to the point where the school canceled it. That's disturbing. It's too bad. Um, and that's all I that's have. enough. Um, we have our 300th episode coming up. We do. Does yeah. anyone have any ideas for what we should do? If yeah. it involves me editing stuff together, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no. I was thinking maybe, so 300 episodes with that, that's six years almost? Something like that. Or six years mm-hmm. about. Maybe we can have Ish. people like write in and say they're talk about like their faith journey between. Oh yeah, I'd be they, curious like, if anything changed because you listened to the show. Yeah, yeah, that would be do cool. That. We could if, share that. That would be cool. So yeah, write in friendly um, atheist podcast at gmail Let us know. Uh, maybe we'll read some of those letters in an upcoming episode. Yeah, and yeah, got thank the you. year in review episode coming up. We do. End of we do. Twenty nineteen. That's uh, the week I do all the work. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you have anything fun going on this weekend? Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to coaching. See, it's all good. Uh, my brother, my brother, and me tonight. I saw the Adventures on last night in Chicago nice. Theater. It was extremely fun. Um, and I got to meet a couple of the uh, Magic Tavern guys too, which was cool. I have yet to see these podcasts live in a big stage setting like the ones you go to. Because you were, like, talking about sellout theaters. Yeah, yeah, they sold out the Chicago Theater, yeah. like, quickly. Yeah. I probably, and I don't know what this says about me as a human, but I've probably seen more podcasts live than Music Acts live <laughs> in the last, say, five years. Okay, millennial. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what? <laughs> Fucking fine, Hammond. I play guitar and sing. What do you do for music? <laughs> it's the whitest thing I've heard. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, you can follow me on Twitter um, at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. I'm at Hammond Meta. 
Um, oh, go to my Etsy shop. I'm still taking orders for Christmas. Um, bitches get stitched done. I'm doing a lot of custom work. Um, use offer code Atheist for 15% off, I think. You should figure that out. I think days. it's 15. It's, it's either 10 or 15 or 20% off. It's one of those. You'll get money off. Buy a thing from me. Help. <laughs> help keep my dog and her weirdly expensive dog food. Yes. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>